This is Bobby Guy with the 10-Minute Health BizCast. This is album five, track nine. With us today is John Kalkovecchia, the Senior Vice President of Business Development at Tapestry Health. He has an MBA from Hartford and has been working in the healthcare industry for approximately 20 years. Tapestry Health is a targeted take on primary care for the post-acute space, and it's filling a badly needed niche. I'll let John describe it for you, but let me say this. John and I initially talked in December 2021 about doing this interview, and I'm glad we waited. Because since then, Tapestry's growth has exploded by more than 10x, and it's also added a significant artificial intelligence component to its services. John, thanks for being here. Oh, thank, Bobby, thanks so much for having me too. I've been really excited. I remember when we spoke again a year ago and, and you know, we were a smaller primary care company, probably operating in 20 states when I came on board. Today, we're well over, we get close to the 50 state marker. We're probably the high 40s right now. And it has really blossomed nicely. And so that's great. Yeah, it has. And uh, I'm glad we waited, too, because what we've done over the last year is bring in so much more technology platform to our primary care model and really kind of reshape the way primary care medicine is used today in the post-acute space. So talk to us about what Tapestry Health does. So we're, as I mentioned, we're a full service integrated medical ecosystem of primary care. And just in general, we provide from the nurse practitioners to medical directors, behavioral health specialists. We bring that whole niche to the table. We really started our in a telemedicine space too. We still have a telemedicine platform. It has dwindled down since post-COVID, but we still provide the primary care side. And that's a big, still a good side of our business. But what we've done is really infused the whole tech space, the whole, you know, the whole mindset of Silicon Valley, the Amazons, the Googles, and that type of genesis behind that model and realize that post-acute space has been missing that piece. I mean, how can somebody who uses artificial intelligence every day, like you and I do, and machine learning every day from Amazon and not being used in the post-acute space? So what we've done is partnered with some really strong providers in the software space and partnered with them and now have that whole integrated model. And the real goal behind it was to do two things. Really one thing, essentially really one thing, is to bring humans and machines together to provide better care. Essentially, that's the goal of what we're trying to do. And that messaging itself has resonated extremely well throughout the industry. And people are just you know, operators, owners, administrators, DONs, when they hear our platform, they may not need any other services that we offer. Hey, I'm good with a medical director. I'm good with an NP. I'm good with that. But your clinical analytics platform is something that's extremely different because it saves my team time. And I don't have the staff anymore like I used to have. So you develop a product or service that saves my nursing, my medical doctors time so they don't have to find information about patients that are at high risk. It's kind of how we, we've we launched it over the last year. It's been, uh, again, we started with probably well over a thousand accounts today, and we expect to double that very soon. And um, you know, that's where we're at. 
And for our, our listeners, let's define post-acute on this. Are we talking sort of the senior population or are we talking, what, what area are you niching for this? So our niche is probably about 85 to 90% in the subacute space, so skilled nursing facilities. We also dabble into the AL market. That's probably our next big launch of uh, as a company is in the AL space. We have partners today that have skilled buildings but have an AL component. We're partnering with them as well, and we're bringing our platform into the AL space. So I, I lump post-acute into skilled AL, sure. IL, that kind of model there. Yeah, that word, we know what it means in the industry, but it's funny. It's a word that didn't really exist 15 years ago. And so sometimes it has different meanings in different contexts. And so interesting that what you've done is you've found an opportunity to bring this model and the analytics in and focus it on a specific segment of the population, right, that you're doing here. So tell us about the genesis of Tapestry. So, so when you think of the genesis, when you think of the origin of where we started, we started five years ago as a telemedicine company. You know, we were solving that tele-telemedicine space and really providing it into the rural markets. You know, you think of where you need a compass to get to and it's pretty, some wacky <laughs> places out there in the, world, in the world. And we provide telemedicine because of the access to medical directors, the access to nurse practitioners, behavioral specialists. They just couldn't find it. So we were able to bring in a whole tech platform. And that really started with our founder, Dr. David Chess, who was really a pioneer behind telemedicine, started companies even before Tapestry in the telemedicine space. And then started Tapestry with that initial mindset, had Morty Eisenberg. And we discovered more and more that, okay, telemedicine's great, but being on site adds more value, significant, touching more of the patient. So we really started to add more services. I don't want to say pivot because telemedicine is still an important part. It just doesn't play that same role. We pivoted now more to on-site care. And then over that last, since I joined the company two years or two and a half years ago, it was more on-site care. Well, then these last year, it's now pivoted. I shouldn't use the pivot again, but it's more added on the service of tech and the whole tech space, machine learning and passive RPM. We're really involved in the remote patient monitoring sense. And I'll explain with that. That's that's the next wave that we see happening even this year, exploding too. So that's kind of the genesis of Tapestry. You know, we went from, again, 40, 50 accounts to over a thousand today. So we're, we're really blossomed over the last couple of years. Yeah, I'd, that's very exciting. And I'd, I'd like to talk about that evolution and what it is that you're doing differently and how it's affecting that growth. Can you give us some of that? Yeah, so I'll break it into two parts. Let's talk machine learning since we're on it, but I also want to talk the other part. Part two would be more how the passive works. So let's talk machine learning. So I always use the example, and I use it in some presentations. You remember the movie Moneyball? Yes, absolutely. When the scouts were at the field, you know, evaluating players, and somebody came in, Billy Bean came in and says, hey, if I could build an algorithm and built a computer algorithm to identify the best 25 prospects, players, and build a team using algorithms. If I can do that successfully, what are your thoughts? And it's, you know, the whole money ball boomy, and it you know, obviously won the Red Sox World Series and all that. So we've taken that money ball stance that we're at today. Just think about that. Just kind of put it in context. 
and now applied it to the post-acute space saying, if we can infiltrate into your EMR, which is your electronic medical record, and pull out specific keywords, specific things about a patient that no human brain can see, and then provide a report, a one-page report to your director of nursing, to your medical director team every morning when they walk in the door without them looking for any information. And right off the bat, right at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. when they walk in the door, they know who their top 15 highest worst patients are in that building at that exact moment immediately. So that's the power. Huge difference. Oh, absolutely. Most nurses, when they walk in the door, they have to spend time talking to the nursing. The doctor, medical director walks in the door and says, who do I need to see? They spend an hour walking the floor with them. They spend about two hours of their morning looking for information. We're now providing it in their inbox every single day where they don't have to look. There's no login information. And what we've done is build profiles on those top 15 patients. So not only that we're setting, telling you who is at highest risk, it's also building profiles behind it as well. Look at it this way. If you knew a patient was going to be admitted, if you could predict the future and say, Mr. Jones is going to be readmitted back to the hospital on a Friday. And if you knew about it on Tuesday, that there's a problem with Mr. Jones. On Wednesday, that there's a problem with Mr. Jones. On Thursday, there's a problem with Mr. Jones. 72 hours in advance. Do you think Friday is going to happen? The chances are that it won't. And that's what we're doing. We're minimizing the risk of a readmission by getting information to their hands of our clinical team before the episode even happens. That's machine learning. Love it. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Yeah, and definitely a take on on the information. It's a data play. And what's really interesting about it is I've never thought about it, but yeah, on the floor, the nurses and the doctors are collecting information for the first few hours every day. And you've basically made that process efficient where they can then use that time to triage and to intervene instead of collect information. When they walk in the door, they get hit from every angle. I mean, one patient has a nail issue. One patient just needs a, an aspirin. It's They spend their time just solving problems that really anybody can solve, but they all run to the DON. So if we can say, hey, wait, I need to see my top 15 or even my top 10 or even my top five patients. We can narrow it down, dial into whatever they want. Patients right off the bat before I see anybody else. You're already setting a precedent that I'm going after what matters most are my most critical patients. That's the goal. This has been the 10 Minute Health BizCast. We will continue our interview with John on the next track.